0: Viewer discretion advised. Content not suitable for children. Hey everybody, welcome to the Screaming Chewy Show. Yeah! September 20th, 2019. I think we all remember what was uh, supposed to happen that day. I mean, you should. That was like a fucking month ago, dude. Come on. Anywho. Storm Area 51. Or Raid Area 51. Right? The huge event. Everybody went alien crazy. All the memes fucking exploded. Uh, pretty funny ones. But, um... Yeah. September 20th came along. And uh, it was a huge fucking disappointment. Now... What do you mean? A huge disappointment, Chewy? What are you talking about? You wanted to see people get murdered? (laughs) Well, not exactly. I mean, I didn't wish for that to happen. I don't want anybody to get murdered. But, I mean, there's people that really thought they could take the government on. Like, for real. I joined one of those pages on Facebook, and there's people that are like, Yeah, you guys ready? We're going to overthrow the government. And I was like, dude, you're going to fucking die, bro. It's not that easy, man. And they're like, there's going to be thousands of us. They can't kill us all. And I'm like, yeah, they can. (laughs) Our government is trained for that, bro. They just fucking throw a drone and drop a fucking cluster bomb. Boom, there goes half of your thousands or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Shit, throw like three drones out there. Fuck, dude. But, you know, these people were like fucking lemmings just following each other off a fucking cliff, bro. Oh my god. (laughs) You know, don't get me wrong, alright? I'm not evil like that. I don't want to see people die. But, like, if you're fucking stupid enough to, like, do something that's gonna kill you and you should have the common sense and common knowledge to know that and you like ignore that then um I ain't gonna stop you bro go ahead you wanna fucking drink bleach <laughs> remember people used to do that shit to fucking get clean for a drug test they're like yeah bro I'll drink a cap of bleach I'm like what the fuck Do you fucking stupid bro <laughs> Or they'll be like, yeah, I get a cap of bleach and I pour in a glass of milk. It makes it taste better. And I'm like, I seriously doubt that, bro. It's fucking bleach. (laughs) But hey, would it make the milk whiter? Mm, Now that's a question. Or another stupid thing. Remember the fucking fire challenge? Yes, the fire challenge. If you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube, bro. These fucking idiots. That. Oh my god. They would light themselves on fire. Yes. Literally. And record it. Put it on YouTube. (laughs) Lots of them thought. You know they were smart. And they do it in the bathroom. Right. And they pour rubbing alcohol all over themselves. And light it. Instantly you're on fucking fire dude. Yeah. (laughs) And um. Yeah, they just panic, and they they don't even fucking turn the water on, like, somebody else has to run in there and put the fire out, or their shorts or boxers light on fire, because they do it shirtless, (laughs) and so they're, like, fucking running around, rolling on the ground and shit, you know what I mean, like, fucking idiots, bro, so, yeah, I'll get, maybe I'll get a little bit more into of uh, America's stupidity, maybe shit you forgot about, you know, like, the hot water challenge. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could imagine that. But, uh, yeah, back to the raid. Huge fucking disappointment. But, you know, what's fucking crazy? What's going on right now in Culiacan, Mexico. Yeah, now that is a fucking raid. That shit is crazy. For those of you who are not aware of what's going on, let me fill you in a little bit. News time. In February, earlier this year, El Chapo, for those of you who don't know who El Chapo is, he's a fucking huge fucking drug dealer that escaped, actually, in a Mexican prison, right? They had a fucking tunnel made for him. He just fucking... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if he had a a fucking poster covering a fucking hole he made with a spoon and shit. I I don't know, but... (laughs) Yeah, he fucking escaped through a tunnel. He was caught. I believe the U.S. government uh, has possession of him now. Um, He's doing a life sentence, but I believe he's got to do 30 years first in the United States. So, yeah, we caught a huge fucking drug dealer, right, drug lord, El Chapo, Guzman, well, his son was apprehended in February by the Mexican government, and the cartel's not very fucking happy about that, they're raising hell right now, um, there, lots of, you know, there's a few Mexican cops dead, um, they were in a firefight, uh, some civilians dead too, I think, they got hit, they're just shooting at everybody, <clears throat> Um if you watch the videos, uh fucking cartels got full military gear, tactical gear, fucking fifty cal snipers, dude, armored vehicles with machine guns on them. Yeah, they're fucking going all out. And the Mexican government, uh the the guys they had there um at the building or whatever, um i don't know if they're holding a sun right there or something but yeah they got in a huge firefight with the cartel and the cartel has more gunmen and more gear than them they're being overwhelmed right now by the cartel so it's not looking good it's fucking gruesome very graphic uh images if you look it up so the reason i brought that up is uh now, that is a fucking raid. So, guys, next year, when you want to bring up that Storm Area 51 shit again, do some homework, yo. Learn from the cartel. Now, I'm just saying, this just some friendly advice, all right? I'm not advocating anybody to go and fucking storm a fucking military base that's heavily protected or any government base or go shoot up any place at all I'm not condoning that but I'm just saying if you did learn from the motherfucking cartel yo hey everyone, Chewy here and hey, I appreciate you not skipping that commercial, for real and hey, planning any vacation soon? Um, well, I hope you're not going to, uh, Puerto Penasco, Rocky Point. Um, please be careful. Um, sure you've seen the articles in Facebook or social media. Uh, heard the rumors, you know, lots of kidnapping going on right now. Yeah, uh, crazy shit going down. Crazy times. And, um, of course, if, uh, stay tuned and you'll find out the more crazy shit that's going on, but... Yeah, I guess they're finding bodies buried in shallow graves over there and shit. So, yeah. But you know what's a good place to vacation? Motherfucking Hawaii, yo. Yo, I just got back. Spent eight days in Waikiki, Hawaii. It was fucking amazing, yo. Got burnt like a motherfucker. I look like a real Mexican now. For real, I'm fucking dark right now. Peeling and shit. Got some ink. Got a Polynesian shark. Um, love the culture over there. How uh, tattoos are... It's like part of their culture. So, it's, they're very accepted. You know, not like here in the States. Well, it's the U.S. still. But, you know, people fucking judge. Anywho, Hawaii. Yeah, Um, went to the zoo. Did a lot of walking. Um, went uh, snorkeling. That was fun. If you'd like to see some videos, uh, check out my YouTube channel, Screaming Choo Show. Um, I posted some snorkeling videos with my GoPro. Um, Saw some cool fish, coral. They go right up to you, man. You could almost touch them. Not allowed to, but, you know, that's how close they get. And, um, oh yeah, I almost fucking drowned, too. (laughs) i just i got caught in the moment you know i i got lost in the moment that's what i mean you know i want to keep saying scuba diving what the fuck Chewy? snorkeling yo snorkeling so i'm snorkeling you know getting some cool footage of the fish going around and shit and um i'm following this fish i think it's a parrot fish and then um Next thing I know, I look around and I'm fucking surrounded by coral. I'm like, what the fuck? How the fuck do I get out of here? The waves are getting a little bit harder and shit. But I found a way out. But yeah, um, there was this little fish hiding in the coral. And I just got lost in the beauty. Lost in the moment. And I'm like, I'm gonna take a closer look. So I start swimming deeper. And I'm like, fucking water gets in my snorkeling too, I'm like, what the fuck, I just immediately panic, and just go to the service, I'm like, what the fuck, that was a stupid moment, some uh, cerebral flatulence, I like to call it, so, yeah, that was fun, Hawaii, um, plan on going back, that was really fun, so, anywho, Oh, yeah, and uh, also, if you guys don't know what I look like, if you haven't seen my uh, Facebook page, Screaming True Show, or my YouTube, like I was saying, that way you can see what I look like. You know, I'm a fat Mexican with tattoos. <laughs> a lot of people would think I kind of look Hawaiian, you know what I mean? Like fucking fluffy and shit. And uh, while I was over there, I got in a trolley. I was the last one to get in the fucking trolley driver, you know, it's like a double-decker bus, um, he starts driving, and I, I didn't lose my balance, so I'm like, oh, shit, and he, he looks back, and he's like, hang on, big brada, <laughs> yeah, everybody over there like, calls you brada, but, uh, yeah, I guess a popular thing over there to say if you're excited is, yeah, you, and I guess another one is, uh, you know, like, Roger got it, But they say Raja. R-A-J-A. Raja. Or just Raj. Just in case you go over there. And you want to be cool. But yeah. Don't go over there trying to say Brada. I mean. They'll probably be like. Dude shut the fuck up. (laughs) So. Yeah. Check out my YouTube. Subscribe. And um, you'll see some beautiful fish. You see me swimming. So back to the crazy shit, yo, what's going on in freaking Mexico, and before I get to that, let me get to a little backstory of the cartel de Sinaloa. Bienvenidos al show, mas chingol, el show de Screaming Chul. Bienvenidos al show de Screaming Chui. El show de Chuy gritando. No se oye bien español, ¿verdad? Soy bien raro. (ríe) Bien raro. Pero ya sé que casi no hago episodios en español, pero la verdad soy en pollo a veces. Se me olvidan unas palabras en español. Hablo como todo spanglish acá. Pero voy a tratar, que ¿okay? voy a hacer más en español ahí para que vean que. ¿okay? Pero amigos y familia de México mucho cuidado por favor. Ah, las noticias ha visto muchas locuras del cartel y toda esa madre y, pero balaceras y todo. Cuidado por favor. Ojalá que todo esté bien. You know, pero you know todos igual. aquí Estados Unidos también está igual puro balacera, todos se matan ahí en las escuelas Hasta el pinche cine ahí Matan gente viendo Batman ahí Pinche locos a la verga <laughs> So mucho cuidado y saludos eh Alright So the Sinaloa Cartel They are the ones that you've seen in the news in Culiacan, Mexico, fighting the government. And they actually successfully overtook the government and took control of the town. So yeah, before I get into all the details, um, I'll go into the little backstory, just so you know some info, right, before we dive into here. And um, if you're not familiar with the cartel, um, yeah, there's many. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've probably seen them, but there's many, many videos out there of beheadings, torture. Um, I seen some on bestscore.com. Yeah, I mean, I'm warning you for real, man. That shit is not for the fate of heart. There's some fucking horrible, cold blooded human beings out there, man. There's some monsters out there. <clears throat> And I'll get, I'll get into that in my Halloween episode. Uh, I'll talk about the real monsters out there in the world and the cruelty and the evil that goes on. But if you're curious, yeah, go there. I'm not promoting it. And if your kids are listening or if you're under 18 and you're listening to this, what the fuck are you doing, man? Go play Fortnite, fool. Don't listen to this shit, man. It's fucking horrible. Do not go to that website that I said. Then you tell your parents... Oh, I heard it... screaming, chewing shoulder... Like, what? That motherfucker... Nope... I don't want no... Fucking negative backlash... Turn it off right now... Anywho... Yes... Um... I seen... Alright, so I'm gonna describe some pretty graphic shit... So if you're sensitive to it... Fast forward to like two minutes from now... Alright, cool... So... You know... I'm pretty sure you guys seen the beheadings with a knife... Um... Yeah, it's, they just... And the guys that do it were well, the Sicarios, right? Because for those of you who don't know, a Sicario is actually a hit, a hired hitman for the cartel. That's what it is. Okay? So, he don't even have to be Mexican. In fact, a lot of them are. They're ex-U.S. military, if you didn't know. Anywho, you know, they just... Do it like nothing, bro. Like, they're skinning a buck. Just start fucking going at the dude's neck. Just start hacking and shit. And they get towards the end. And it's just hanging by a little piece of fucking spinal cord, you know. And they're just hacking at it. It breaks off. But the visual is not what gets me. Right? Call me weird. I grew up watching horror movies. You know, I got desensitized. There is some shit that freaks me out. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not trying to be tough here and shit. But what gets me is the fucking sound, man. Oh, my God. If somebody shows me a video like that or something, I have to fucking put the sound down. Because the fucking noises human beings make when they're dying gives me the chills. Dude, I I can't. Maybe just makes it more real for me you know what i mean because you don't really see that shit in the movies they just, it's just more visual right like when they chop somebody's head off they just cut it off and that's it the person's dead Ugh. Nah, dude it's a process bro it takes a couple minutes to hack through somebody's neck right even with a sharp knife and then like i said there's a little bit of spinal cord left and you're just fucking hacking at it And at that point, the head is almost off, right? It's just hanging on by a little bit. And you could still hear the body trying to breathe. Horrible. You could hear him like... I was like, what the fuck, dude? You could hear the gurgling. I mean, you expect that. But somebody's head... Is off and the body's still trying to breathe. Oh my god, dude, it's fucking horrible. And of course, there's other ones where he chopped this dude's head off with a chainsaw. I think he was the lucky one, even though that's the most brutal and shit and scary, but it was quick, right? And um, yeah, you know this face you see this shit on fucking Facebook, yo. Yeah, you can't show titties on Facebook. Or even say a bad word and they block you and shit or censor it. But you can see fucking beheadings and accidents and people dying on Facebook. The fuck, dude? Get your shit together, man. Anywho, I think it shows you a little bit of reality, right? Of the real world. There's some fucked up ass shit out there. And like I was saying... There's also, you know, not, I mean, some of those people might have been innocent people. I don't know. I'm assuming most of them are snitches or rival cartel gangs, right? Because if they come across another rival, first thing they do is beat the fuck out of him. Then they turn on the camera, torture him and kill him and send it to their boss or their gang or just put it out there. Because what they want to do is... They don't want their rival gang to keep recruiting more, right? You want to stop them from getting more numbers. So, people see that and they're like... I ain't fucking joining that shit, fuck that, you know? So, they get very creative with the torture methods, right? Um, Like they'll slit a big ass cut in your arm... And uh, stick an air hose, you know, connected to an air compressor in there, and fucking inflates it, and it separates your skin from your muscle. So they just skin you alive, yo. You know, chop your limbs off while you're still alive. Chop, you know, peel your face off. Yeah. So anywho, that got dark real quick, huh? <laughs> It's not even fucking Halloween yet, yo. And I'm already making you cringe. You're gonna have nightmares of this shit, yo. My bad. But hey, I put a warning in the beginning of every episode. Even though I kind of fucked up, I feel so fucking stupid, dude. I put viewer discretion advised. Then I realized there's no fucking viewers. People are listening to this shit. What the fuck, chewing? What a fucking idiot. Should I change it, you guys? You think, I mean, it's on every episode so far. So you think it's like, you know, should I just go with it and keep it? Or should I change it to listener discretion? Right? Okay. Let me know. Hit me up, man. Screaming Chewy Show or screaming Chewy at gmail.com. Let me know. I'm curious. I love you guys' feedback, though. You know good or bad, you know, I love it when you guys message me and just tell me about the show, like, oh, I really love this episode, this and that, or, you know, even some constructive criticism, I love it, cause I'm, I'm doing this for you guys, so, I know I'm going off here, going off topic, just fucking rambling, you're like, what the fuck, Chewie, get to the fucking cartel shit already, yo, I wanna know their history, well, you ready, Here's a little history of the Cartel de Sinaloa. So, let's get to the basics. Founded in 1988. Founding in Culiacán, Sinaloa, Mexico. Years active, 1988 to present, obviously territory, Mexico, Sinaloa, Chihuahua, Durango, Colima, Baja California, Sur, uh, Quintana Roo, Michoacán, Aguascalientes, and Sonora, get this, Asia, yeah, what the fuck, Asia, Vietnam, China, and Cambodia, Cambodia, Latin America, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Panama, Nicaragua, Colombia, Peru, Chile, Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, and Venezuela. Damn! Here's a kicker: United States, yo. Hey, let me know if you live in one of these, right? Cause uh, I sure do. In fact, I live in the first one, Arizona. Yeah, mhm. Arizona, California, Texas, New Mexico, Illinois. Oregon, Michigan, Indiana, Florida, North Carolina, Colorado, New York, New Jersey, and Louisiana. Damn, huh? Which one do you live in, huh? Let me know. Now, international, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, Netherlands, Spain, Germany, Italy, Russia, Albania, Asia, Philippines, and West motherfucking Africa, yo. God damn. Crazy, huh? So, leaders. I don't even know if I want to fucking mention these names, yo. But hey, I'm getting this from Wikipedia, yo, okay? It's Wikipedia. So, leaders. Joaquin Guzman Loera. Ismael Zambada garcia You know what? I probably shouldn't even fucking mention these. Fuck that. All right. Let's just say old Chapo and his friends and family. (laughs) Let's just say that. Cool. All right. Cool. Moving on. Now, criminal activities money laundering, weapon trafficking, murder, kidnapping, drug trafficking, bribery. Seems about the typical mafia stuff. Sounds about normal. Now, their allies, some of these you might be pretty fucking surprised who's involved with them, Uh, Mexican Mafia, Nuestra Familia, La Familia Michoacana, Knights Templar Cartel, never heard of them, Los Antrax, hmm. Artistas Asesinos, Los Mexicles, Gente Nueva, Albanian Mafia, what the fuck, Crips, Bloods, damn, both sides, fool. Gulf Cartel, Los Rastrojos, Los Urabenos, Shining Path, Sureños, Norteños, Sicilian Mafia, Italian-American Mafia. Damn. So according to Wikipedia, these guys, they're, they're allies, right? They're rivals, Los Zetas. Pretty sure you heard of them a few years ago, right? They're fucking wreaking havoc, too, in Tijuana, I believe. So them, uh, Juarez Cartel, Beltran Leyva Cartel, Barrio Azteca, Tijuana Cartel, La Linea, Jalisco New Generation Cartel. Fucking crazy, yo. It's a lot of connects. So how did this start? Let's get to it, yo. You ready? Ready? You sitting down? All right the Sinaloa Cartel, Cartel de Sinaloa, also known as the Guzman Loera Organization, because he's the big shot, yo, he's the OG, and the Pacific Cartel, the Federation, and the Blood Alliance, I guess those are their other names, is an international drug trafficking, money laundering, an organized crime syndicate established during the late 1980s. The cartel is primarily based in the city of Culiacan, Sinaloa. Yeah, that's where shit's going down. Starting to make sense now, right? We're getting there. We're getting there. Connecting the the dots uh, with operations in the Mexican states of Baja California, Durango, Sonora, and Chihuahua, like I mentioned earlier. The Federation... was partially splintered when the Beltran-Leva brothers broke apart from the Sinaloa cartel. Damn, just like your favorite 80s bands or the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) I don't know why I mentioned it. Anywho, the United States intelligence community considers the Sinaloa cartel the most powerful drug trafficking organization in the world. And in 2011, the Los Angeles Times called it Mexico's most powerful organized crime group. The Sinaloa Cartel operates in the Golden Triangle, the states of Sinaloa, Durango, and Chihuahua. The region is major producer of Mexican opium and marijuana. According to the U.S. Attorney General, the Sinaloa cartel was responsible for importing into the United States, the U.S. way, and distributing nearly 200 short tons, 180 tons of cocaine. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet you it was like 200 tons initially, and then you know once the fucking U.S. got a hold of it, you know. They're like, oh, no, we only found 180 tons. It was a mistake. <laughs> you know how it goes. <clears throat> Anywho, large amounts of cocaine and heroin between the 1990 and 2008 years. <clears throat> According to the National Drug Intelligence Center within the U.S., the Sinaloa cartel is primarily Involved in the distribution of cocaine, heroin, methamphetamine, marijuana, and MDMA. It is also the majority supplier of illicit fentanyl to North America. For those of you who don't know what fentanyl fentanyl is, is a pretty fucked up shit. It's killing a lot of people right now. <clears throat> As of 2017. The Sinaloa Cartel is the most active drug cartel involved in smuggling illicit drugs into the United States, trafficking them through the United States. After the arrest of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, the cartel is now headed or, yeah, headed or led by Ismael Zambada Garcia, a.k.a. El Mayo, and Guzman's sons, Alfredo Guzman Salazar, and Ivan Arquivaldo Salazar. Damn. Honestly, I don't even fucking feel comfortable saying these names, yo. (laughs) If I go missing, you know why, man. I'm doing this shit for you guys. So, a little bit of background here. Pedro Aviles Perez was a pioneer drug lord in the Mexican state of Sinaloa in the late 1960s. He is considered to be the first generation of Mexican drug smugglers smugglers of marijuana who marked the birth of large scale Mexican drug trafficking, the old motherfucking G right here yo, he also pioneered the use of aircraft to smuggle drugs to the United States, oh shit, distribution widened right there, alright, spread that shit out more, now, Second-generation Sinaloan traffickers such as Rafael Caro Quintero, Ernesto Fonseca Carrillo, and Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo and Áviles Pérez, nephew Joaquín "Chapo" Guzmán, would claim they learned all they knew about the narcotraficantes while serving in the Áviles organization. Miguel Angel. Feliz Gallardo, who eventually founded the Guadalajara Cartel, was arrested in 1989. And while incarcerated, he remained one of the one of Mexico's major traffickers, maintaining contact with his organization via mobile phone, until he was transferred to a new maximum maximum security prison in the 1990s. At this point, his nephews, the Arellano Felix Brothers left and created their own organization, which came to be known as the Tijuana Cartel. Oh, shit, which are now rivals of the Sinaloa Cartel, if you remember. While the Sinaloa Cartel continued to be run by former lieutenants Hector Luis Palma Salazar and Adrian Gómez González and Joaquín Guzmán Loera, El Chapo. So, obviously since now we know the Sinaloa Cartel right, was also known as the Blood Alliance, it's actually more accurate in Spanish. They were known as La Alianza de Sangre. Now, when Héctor Luis Palma Salazar, a.k.a. El Güero Palma, was arrested on June 23, 1995, by the Mexican Army, his partner, Joaquín Guzmán Loera, took leadership of the cartel. Guzmán was captured in Guatemala, June 9, 1993, and extradited to Mexico, where he was jailed into a maximum security prison. But on January 19, 2001, Guzman escaped and resumed his command of the Sinaloa Cartel. Damn, Guzman has two close associates, Ismael Zambada Garcia and Ignacio Coronel Villarreal. Guzman and Zambada became Mexico's top drug kingpins in 2003. After the arrest, their viral their rival of Ciel Cardenas and Golf Cartel, another close associate, Javier Torres F- Felix was arrested was arrested. I apologize guys, I just get too fucking ahead of myself. So, <clears throat> Javier Torres Felix was arrested and extradited to the US in December 2006. July 29th, 2010, Ignacio Coronel was killed in a shootout with the Mexican military in Zapopan, Jalisco. Damn, I bet that was epic, huh? I just pictured some fucking Red Dead Redemption shit, right? Deadeye, it's on slow mo. <laughs> Anywho, so Guzman was captured. On February 22nd. 2014. Overnight. By American and Mexican authorities. Pretty sure you guys remember that shit right? July 11th. 2015. He escaped from the Federal. Social. Readaptation Center. Number one. A maximum maximum security prison. In the state of Mexico. Through a tunnel. In his prison cell. Yup. Pretty sure you guys remember, right? Chapo, quote-unquote, escaped (laughs) a Mexican prison. There was a whole elaborate tunnel system and shit dug straight to his fucking cell. Crazy, right? 10,000... 2015? It didn't seem that long ago. Fuck, man. So, Guzman resumed his command after he, he escaped, right? Of the Sinaloa cartel. But on... January 8, 2016, Guzman was captured again during a raid on a home in the city of Los Mochis, in Guzman's home state of Sinaloa. With the arrest of Joaquin Guzman Loera, El Chapo, Ismael Zambada will most likely assume leadership of the Sinaloa cartel. Damn, so he's the big dog now, right? Hey everybody, welcome to the Screaming Chewy Show, yeah! And as I mentioned before, the Sinaloa Cartel has been mentioned as the world's most powerful cartel. So, let's break that down a little bit, alright? The Sinaloa Cartel has a presence in 17 of the 31 Mexican states. With with important centers in Mexico City, Tepic, Toluca, Zacatecas, Guadalajara, and most of the state of Sinaloa. Yeah, that's right. So the shit going down in Culiacán, it's not a surprise anymore, right? Since they pretty much own that fucking town, and that's where their cartel originated. So I'm making sense, right? So, the cartel is primarily involved and the smuggling and distribution of Colombian cocaine, Mexican marijuana, methamphetamine, and Mexican and Southeast Asia heroin into the United States. It is believed that a group known as the Herrera Organization would transport multi-ton quantities of cocaine from South America to Guatemala on behalf of the Sinaloa Cartel. From there, it is smuggled to North Mexico and later into the US. Other shipments of cocaine are believed to origin or originate in Colombia from Cali and Medellin 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 drug trafficking groups from the which Sinaloa Cartel can handle transportation across the US border to distribution cells in Arizona. California, Illinois, Texas, New York, and Washington State, right under the big man's noses, yo. So, before his arrest, Vicente Zambada Niebla, el Vicentillo, son of Ismael Zambada Garcia, El Mayo, which is the leader now since El Chapo's in custody, played a key role in the Sinaloa cartel. Vicente Zambada was uh, responsible for coordinating multi ton cocaine shipments from Central and South American countries through Mexico and into the United States for the Sinaloa cartel. To accomplish this task, he used every means available. All right, get this a Boeing 747 cargo aircraft, narco submarines. Container ships, go-fast boats, fishing vessels, buses, rail cars, tractor trailers, and automobiles. Damn, I didn't know they use a fucking Boeing or submarines. That's crazy, yo. See, that's why our fish are dying, yo. Because they don't want to get busted and they dump that cocaine into the water fucking fish get into the plastic or whatever they wrap it, right? thinking it's food, trying to get it boom, now you got cocaine released into the ocean all these fish, sharks, whatever all this ocean life probably wired like a motherfucker yo they're like, I'm panicking but it feels so good I feel like swimming you know, (laughs) all these fish having heart attacks I bet you never thought about that, right? cocaine affecting the fish Mm -hmm. so back to the subject he was arrested by the mexican army on march 18th 2009 and extradited on february 18th 2010 to chicago to face federal charges he filed a guilty plea agreement and agreed to cooperate with the government on november 8, 2018 oh shit you do not do that, yo. In the late 1980s, the United States Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, believed the Sinaloa cartel was the largest drug trafficking organization operating in Mexico. Oh, shit. DA don't like that yo You're their competition Believe it or not Yeah that's right The DA might or might not be involved in um Drug trafficking If you don't know I would do some research on it But I'll shed a little bit of light on that You know Just a little bit alright I ain't going deep in that rabbit hole Fucking You know what happens You see those celebrities that uh "Quote unquote, suicided <laughs> or car accident? Uh huh. Anywho, back to the subject. By the mid-1990s, according to one court opinion, it was believed to be the size of the Medellin cartel during its prime. The Sinaloa cartel was believed to be linked to the Juarez cartel in strategic alliance, following the partnership partnership of their rivals." the Gulf Cartel, and Tijuana Cartel. Following the discovery of a tunnel system used to smuggle drugs across the Mex- Mexican-U.S. border, the group has been associated with such means of trafficking. Tunnels, that sounds familiar, right? <laughs> By 2005, the Beltran-Leva brothers, Beltran, who were formerly aligned with the Sinaloa Cartel had come to dominate drug trafficking across the border with Arizona by 2006. Crazy, huh? The Sinaloa Cartel had eliminated all competition across the 528 kilometers of Arizona border. Damn, bro. (laughs) They mean business. But hey, that's how you do it, yo. Get rid of the competition. That's what big companies do. They fucking... oversell the little companies. Make them almost go bankrupt. And then buy them off. Now they're not competition because they're yours. Or like uh, Walter said. Walter White from Breaking Bad. Corner the market. Raise the price. Fucking gangster yo. So, the millennial... Jalisco and Sonora and Colima cartels are now branches of the Sinaloa cartel. At this time, the organization was laundering money at a global scale, mainly through British Bank, HSBC. In January 2008, the cartel allegedly split into a number of warring factors, which is a major cause of the epidemic of drug violence in Mexico you know that's been seen in the last year murders by the cartel often involve beheadings or bodies dissolved in vats of alkali and are sometimes filmed and posted on the internet as a warning to rival gangs see told you mofos I know this shit and by the vats of uh, alkali the acid shit I don't know if you guys remember but there was um uh one of them, they called them el pozolero okay? Now, for those of you who don't speak Spanish, pozole is a Mexican dish. It's like a soup or a stew, right? So, yeah, the soup guy. So, what he would do is to dispose of bodies. They would use a code, say, hey, I want this dude in, in the green soup. So, that means kill him and throw him in the acid. Uh, When they busted them, they found 55 barrel, 55 barrel, 55 gallon barrels of acid, uh, some containing actually bones still. Yeah, fucking crazy, huh? So as of 2013, the Sinaloa cartel continues to dominate the Sonora, Arizona corridor, which extends For nearly 375 miles, it relies on eight plaza bosses, leaders of a specific geographic region along the corridor to coordinate, direct, and support the flow of narcotic north into the United States. Key cities along the corridor include the Mexicali Plaza, San Luis Rio Colorado Plaza, Sonoita plaza nogales plaza and the agua prieta plaza now get this this is fucking crazy if you live here the tucson and phoenix arizona metropolitan areas are major transshipment and distribution points for the cartel in the u.s that's scary huh fucking crazy To coordinate operations in the Southeast US, Atlanta has merged as a major distribution center and accounting hub, and the presence of the Sinaloa Cartel there has brought ruthless violence to that area. Chicago continues to be a major Sinaloa distribution point for the Midwest, taking advantage of a strong local demand market and convergence of several major interstate systems that offer distribution throughout the US. The cartel also benefited uh, for a long time of easiness in cash of a city Guzman has never set foot in. He is the only individual to receive the title since Al Capone, some history there. The local point for Sinaloa, and Chicago is a city's little village neighborhood. From this tragic point, the cartel distributes, distributes their product at the wholesale level to dozens of local street gangs. Hell yeah, that's how you spread that shit, yo. And um, as much as two metric tons a month, damn, in a city with over 120,000 documented gang members, The Gangster Disciples are one of the local gangs most actively working with the cartel. The cartel's attempts to control the Chicago drug market have brought them into direct conflict with other Chicago gangs, including the Black Pea Stones, Vice Lords, and Black Disciples, resulting in an increased, increased violence in the city. The Sinaloa cartel has operations in the Philippines as a transshipment point of drug smuggling in the United States. Since 2013, the cartel has been operating in the Philippines after a raid on a ranch in Lipa, Batangas. According to a statement by Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency, the PDEA, Director General Arthur CACDAC C-A-C-D-A-C and the entered <clears throat> have entered the country without notice President Rodrigo Duterte further confirmed the presence of the Sinaloa cartel in the Philippines saying that the cartel uses the country as a transshipment point for drugs smuggled in the U.S. okay <laughs> I think they mentioned that before the presence of the cartel in the Philippines has worsened the ongoing war between drug lords, drug cartels, and the government in that country. On July 4th, 2019, Juan Ulises Galvan Carmona, alias El Buda, was killed by two hitmen in a convenience store in the Chetumal, the capital of Kenoa Ru state along Mexico's Caribbean coast. El Buda served as the leader of Sinaloa cartel drug trafficking activities and shipment from Central and South America. And here's some interesting facts. Allegations of collusion with the Mexican federal government forces. Oh, big surprise, huh? Mafia in the government's pockets. Mm. In May 2019, the U.S. National Public Radio, NPR, aired multiple reports alleging that the Mexican federal police and military were working in collusion with the Sinaloa cartel. In particular, the report claimed that the government was helping the Sinaloa Cartel to take control of the Juarez Valley area and destroy other cartels, especially the Juarez Cartel. NPR's reporters interviewed dozens of officials and ordinary people for the journalistic investigation. One report quotes a former Juarez police commander who claimed The entire department was working for the Sinaloa cartel and helping it fight other groups. He also claimed that the Sinaloa cartel had bribed the military. Also quoted was a Mexican reporter who claimed, hearing numerous times for the public, that the military had been involved in murders. Other source in the story was that, The U.S. trial, Manuel Fierro-Mendez, an ex-Juarez police captain who admitted to working with the Sinaloa cartel, he claimed that the Sinaloa cartel influenced the Mexican government and military in order to gain control of the region, a U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration DA agent. In the same trial, alleged that Fierro-Mendez had contacts with a Mexican military officer. The report also alleged with support from an anthropologist who studies drug trafficking that data on the low arrest rate of Sinaloa cartel members compared to other groups was evidence of favoritism on the part of the authorities. A Mexican official denied the allegations of favoritism and DEA agent and a political scientist also had alternate explanations for the arrest data. Another report detailed numerous indications of corruption and influence that the cartel has within the Mexican government. Big surprise, huh? But guess what? Same shit here in the US. Cause you know what? There's also allegations of collusion with the US federal government. You ready for this? In 2012, Newsweek reported about allegations from an anonymous former Sinaloa member turned into informant and former DEA agent that alleged the Joaquin Guzman's legal advisor, Humberto Loya Castro, had become a key informant for the DEA. Loya Castro had become an official informant of the DEA in 2005 but was already providing vital information on the rival cartels since the 1990s. Such intel was instrumental to the takedown of the Tijuana cartel, the Sinaloa cartel's main rival, as well as the death of Arturo Beltran Leyva, who led a splinter group from the Sinaloa cartel. Such information... Loya Castro was immune from prosecution while also keeping the DEA concentrated on Sinaloa's rivals and away from their leadership. Such allegations were confirmed by court documents obtained by El Universal during their investigation of collaboration with top officials from the Sinaloa cartel. According to court documents, the DEA had struck Agreements with the cartel's leadership that would ensure that they would be immune from extradition and prosecution in the U.S. and would avoid disrupting the cartel's drug operation in exchange for intelligence which could be used against other drug cartels. Statements from a Mexican diplomat which were revealed from leaked emails from the Stratford leak in 2012 appeared to imply that belief amongst Mexican officials that U.S. officials were assisting the Sinaloa drug cartel smuggling efforts in the U.S. and were protecting the cartel while attacking its rivals. Hmm. In an attempt to lower the violence between Mexican drug cartels. Uh huh. Seems like they're doing the same shit the Mexican government was doing. Big surprise, huh? So, this was backed up by information provided by a Mexican foreign agent codenamed MX1. The allegation that U.S. officials were controlling the drug trade through Mexico was perpetrated by the former spokesman of the state of Chihuahua, Guillermo Terrazas Villanueva. In March 2015, BBC TV program This World broadcast an episode entitled, Secrets of Mexico's Drug War, which reported on the U.S. government's Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, operating fast and furious, which had allowed licensed firearms dealers to sell weapons to illegal buyers, acting on behalf of Mexican drug cartel leaders. In particular, the Sinaloa cartel. The BBC also reported on Vicente Zambada Niebla's claims of immunity from prosecution under a deal between the Mexican and U.S. governments. And this claims that the Sinaloa cartel leaders have provided U.S. federal agents with information about rival Mexican drug gangs. In the same documentary, same documentary, it is shown that the U.S. Justice Department invoked national security reason to prevent Humberto Loya Castro, the lawyer of Sinaloa Syndicate, from being summoned as a witness to the trial against Vicente Salvada Niebla. So there you have it, folks. Your history lesson on the Sinaloa cartel. So now that we're caught up. Let's jump into what the fuck is going on now, right? So here's how it went down, yo. This is brought to you by the Federalist the southwest U.S. border might be quieter now than it was this spring at the height of the migrant crisis, but south of the Rio Grande, the Mexican state is disintegrating. Last Thursday, in the city of Culiacan, the capital of Sinaloa state, a battle erupted between government forces and drug cartel gunmen after the, mil- the Mexican military captured two sons of jail drug kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. The elder son Ivan was quickly freed by his men who overpowered government forces and secured his release. Ivan then launched an all-out siege of the entire city in an effort to free his younger brother Ovidio. The ensuing scene would have been mistaken for Syria or Yemen. Footage posted on social media Thursday showed burning vehicles spewing black smoke. Heavily armed gunmen blocking roads, dead bodies strewn in the streets, and residents fleeing for cover amid high-caliber gunfire. Armed with military-grade weapons and driving custom-built armored vehicles, cartel henchmen targeted security forces throughout Culiacan launching more than one dozen separate attacks on Mexican security forces. They captured and held hostage eight soldiers, then kidnapped their families. Amid the fighting, an unknown number of inmates escaped from a nearby prison. At last, eight people were killed, and more than a dozen were injured. The eight-hour battle ended with When government forces outgunned and surrounded, just so you have an idea, is 700 Mexican cartel versus 350 Mexican military or cops. Just so you have an idea. Without reinforcements or a way to retreat, received an order directly from Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador to release their prisoner and surrender. López Obrador later defended his decision insisting that his security strategy is working and saying many people were at risk and it was decided to protect people's lives I agreed with that because we don't do massacres that's over. The Battle of Culiacán marks a turning point in the collapse of the Mexican state there is now no doubt about who is in control of Sinaloa let alone the rest of the country. Cartels forces seized a major regional capital city in broad daylight and defeated the National Armed Forces in open battle. Violence is rampant across Mexico. Earlier in the week, more than one dozen police officers were massacred in a cartel ambush in Western Mexico. A day later, 14 suspected gang members were killed by the Mexican army. Homicides in Mexico this year are on track to surpass last year's record total, more than 29,000. Understand that the fighting in Culiacán is not just another episode in the drug war, nor it is merely an incident of organized crime. What's happening in Mexico right now is more like an insurgency. Yes, drug trafficking is one of the things cartels do, but it doesn't nearly describe what they are or what role they're playing in, a, in the disintegration of civil society in Mexico. Indeed, over the past decade, cartels have um, diversified their economic activities to include everything from oil and gas production to industrial agriculture to offshore commercial fishing. So, in other words, it's fair to say that Mexico is now on a trajectory to become a vast gangland governed by more than warlordism than by the state. The last time this happened was a century ago, during the decade-long Mexican Revolution, which eventually triggered the invasion and occupation of northern Mexico in 1916 by the US Army including the mobilization of the entire National Guard and call for volunteers before it was over. U.S. forces attacked and occupied Nogales, Sonora in 1918 in Ciudad Juarez. Historically, insurgent and successionist movements have bevendeviled Mexico, or bevendevil, what the fuck bedeviled. what a fucking Mexico, from its very beginnings, civil wars and rebellions were epidemic, uh, endemic in Mexico throughout much of the 19th century, seizing only in the Porfiriato and resuming with its collapse in 1910. What's different today is that Mexico, despite its corrupt and incompetent government, has a rising middle class and growing economy. Unlike the Mexican state, the Mexican people have shown themselves to be more than capable of industrials and liberal self-government, not just in the success of millions of them have achieved in the United States, but also in the success of local governments throughout the country. Set against the Mexican people is a Mexican state incapable of governing and a cartel insurgency that now controls vast swaths both territory and industry president lopez obrador will not push back on the cartels he has never said a bad word about el Chapo or the sinaloa cartel and even campaigned for cartel amnesty in 2017 but he does have a long history of associating his political rivals with organized crime he has said he was to tackle the root causes of crime and violence, which he has said uh, are prov- poverty and lack of opportunity and campaign for president on slogans such as hugs, not gunshots, and you can't fight fire with fire. In short, López Lopez Obrador is not the man to rescue Mexico from the unfolding crisis. The idea that a nation of 120 million people with whom the United States shares 2,000 mile border and ever increasing economic ties might spiral into collapse has not seriously occurred to the American people. We've had a century of relative peace on on our southeast border and aside from dealing with an occasional surge of illegal immigration we have assumed that it will continue, it will not. Culiacán should be a wake-up call that the war now underway in Mexico will not stay there, and then we better start thinking about what what that will mean for America. Uh, If you ask me... Okay, so... About that article, I mean... I think their government is corrupt, I mean, obviously. But ours is just as corrupt, yo. It's just not as obvious people deny it and they defend their government like your government loves you and shit anywho where was that going with this oh yeah so get this so i haven't re- looked it up i don't know if it's actual fact but there are many rumors that many of the cartel soldiers are ex-us military which would make sense because there was a lot of isis that were ex-us military big surprise, right, also, there are rumors that their guns came from us, their serial numbers matched guns that we left in uh, Iraq, or other wars, we just fucking, it's easier to just leave the guns and buy new ones than to transport them, if you ever seen Lord of War, so, check this out, this is just my theory, alright, and it's out there, alright, I know, What if this whole shit was, you know, started by the government? What if, like, the government sent some of our soldiers, you know, involved them with the cartel to start shit, start a fucking war, to scare people, to build that fucking wall, right? Because, I don't know, a lot of people are going to get mad and disagree with me, but Whatever. You know, Trump's having trouble getting that money or getting people to agree with him to build that huge, expensive wall. just going to waste fucking money because I don't know if you're paying attention. They build tunnels. Anywho, this is a perfect opportunity to scare more people into agreeing with him, right? And that's what the government does. They use scare tactics, just like religion. They love using that. They love scaring you. Because when you're scared. So. When you're scared. You're more, more likely to agree with them. Right? Because they're like. Oh don't worry. We'll help you. Just. You know. Agree with me. Listen to me. Obey me. Right? For a couple examples. You know. I don't know if you guys believe. Uh, about the conspiracy of 9-11. Right? That the government was involved. Well. If you don't. I'd suggest do some research and um, look that up and look up Operation Northwoods. Yeah, because you might connect some dots there. All right. So Operation north just real quick. Right. Operation Northwoods was a proposed false flag operation. Now, what pretty much happened was in 1962 when, um, you know, we're like fucking bumping heads with Cuba and shit, right? What the government allegedly did, they uh committed acts of terrorism against Amer- American civilians and military targets using planes. Yep. You know? And they blamed that on Cuba. <laughs> and people believed them. So everybody jumped on the hate train and they're like, "Yeah, fuck Cuba." And, they agree more with the government... And um, that's how they got people to, to agree with them... And so they could do whatever they want, right? Sounds familiar, right? Using planes, active terrorism... then blame it on another country... Mm-hmm... Almost like... You know... Something happened with the Twin Towers... And uh, allegedly it was another... Terrorist from another country... And um, everybody agreed... Pretty much gave the government a go to go to Iraq, right? And give them some freedom, yo. While we take the oil. <laughs> Anywho, you don't have to believe me. You know, if you're curious, do the research and believe what you want. Anywho, be very, very careful, people. There's some crazy shit going on. If you travel, stick together. Don't wander alone with a stranger who knows, right? Might lure you somewhere and take your freaking organs or some shit. I know I kind of, when I seen that movie Hostel, I was like, fuck, dude, I don't want to go to Europe. Scared me a little bit. <laughs> Anywho, yo, I hope you really liked this episode. Um, so don't forget to subscribe or favorite. And uh, thanks. Later. And hey, been listening to this new podcast, so take a sec to check them out. Do you like it weird? And dark. Listen to two redheads. Talk about true crime. Paranormal. And other dark subjects. On all cats are gray in the dark. Now on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and more. Explicit language and trigger warnings. This is not for everyone. We talk hard. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can find me at anchor.fm slash There'll be three options for a monthly subscription. First one, I believe, starts at a dollar a month, yo. Yeah, dollar a month. Yeah, and if you don't want to, that's cool. You can follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Screaming Chewy Show, for some memes, some more videos for episodes, and behind-the-scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace!